How are we doing, people? Welcome to another episode of the right, right, the white way, the right way podcast. Uh, today I'm joined by the goat, the man who got me into it. Some call him the Blade Runner. I call him Tom. It's Tom Stockton, everybody. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Was was that the best intro you've ever had? Be honest, mate. You're you're straight up hype, man. Yeah, that was yeah, sick. Mate. I just can't I rate that. It has to, yeah. it has to be straight in there, set the vibes so people know what they're getting into every single episode, and we just we breeze through from there. I love it, mate. No, it was a, it was a very nice intro. Thank you very much. Brilliant. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, it's fantastic. It's all, it's all full circle, mate. Um, I've, I've been very keen to get you on, obviously, since you know you are the guy who got me into it today. Um. Something I wanted to discuss with you today, like obviously we'll go through, you know, different topics, but I definitely wanted to kind of talk about like development as an athlete. And I think this applies for you like quite well since you've, you know, you've just come out of your prep, which was very successful. Um, for 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 people who obviously don't know about you, do you want to give yourself like a, a little introduction to the people and let them know? Yeah, so my name is Tom. Um, I am a full-time online coach with my team, Stockton Coaching. As you can see, I've got a very, well, all video viewers can see I've got a very stupidly overpriced sign behind me, um, just to let everyone know. But um, yeah, so I'm a competitive athlete. I'm a natural athlete. I'm uh, competing in the men's physique division as well. So I guess you could call me a bodybuilder, but I guess you couldn't at the same time because obviously it's men's physique. Um, and yeah, I've been, I guess you could say, in the fitness industry for around 10 years now. So a long time. And um, it's only within the last few years where I've really kind of kicked off my competitive uh, aspect of things and taken it seriously. And this past year, competed, had my best season yet. Uh, we took first and overall at UKUP Welsh. We took the first and overall at UKFBA Northerns. And then we did pca show just for a bit of fun and we got second place there and then second place at the british finals for uk fba which was mental and then uh last show just gone wmbf supernaturals uh we got fourth place there as well so yeah this past season's been very very good and um yeah just that's that's pretty much it mate i feel like i've uh almost found my place now within the competitive side of things and only just taking that seriously over the last like i would say three four years and um now it's just all guns blazing towards showing what you can achieve naturally essentially from maybe someone that doesn't necessarily have the best genetics in the world um i want to prove to people what you can achieve and for me eventually that will be a, a natural pro card fantastic fantastic scene so um going into this season mate what what was the initial goal like, did you did you have have the goal of winning like a overall? Or was it to place, or what was kind of the mindset going into this season, mate? Yeah, of course it was to win. Like, mm -hmm. absolutely, absolutely. So, one of you guys, you just like, no, no, I just did it for fun. No, yeah, you, yeah, you like didn't starve yourself for that long. Mate, exactly. It's like I say that, but like, obviously, it depends on where you are within your journey. Like, you know, if it's your first time competing, obviously, you're going to be very naive to think you're just gonna walk in and clean up however people do right there is people out there that literally first time competing now do very 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 well i'm not one of those people right so this is actually like my third third season that i've ever competed in i uh competed in 2019 competed in 2021 um and then again it was like this past season where i like really took it seriously in my off season and then really took it seriously going into competition prep um so my first two seasons i 
placed second in my first show. I didn't even place um, in the second show, which is another PCA show. And then 2021, I got fourth in my first show. And then I got third at the heart of England, UK FBA. So basically, I'd never won. Out of the four shows that I'd done, I'd never ever won. So of course, coming into my third season, I'm like, all right, maybe it's about time you get yourself a win now. Um, or else clearly maybe this isn't for you, mate. Um, so yeah, the goal for the season was to get a uh, a regional title. So that's pretty much just winning like your height category. So say for instance, I compete at that UK FBA Northerns, I want to become the Northern champion, mm-hmm. right? So that was my only goal. Um, but obviously when you win your height category, that you then go into the overall of that show and then you get the opportunity to win the whole show. So um the goal was to win my height category, but I ended up taking two overalls for the, for the season, which of course just smashed my goals out of the water. So yeah, man, it was a good season. And uh, now obviously it's just given me that that little nod that I think I need to know that maybe I'm not as bad as I thought I was. No, pretty good guy, mate. Pretty good. <laughs> um, in in terms of overall, mate, what did, it, what did it feel like to actually, you know, first of all, get that massive cup um trophy and yeah what 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 was kind of going through your head when they called out your name like like tro- trophies aside like you know it's cool to have a trophy mate but it was just that feeling to like know that going into this this season and saying to myself all right I've given my absolute all in that off season and I've given my absolute all literally no stone unturned in this in this competition prep it just really reaffirmed to me like the importance of doing that mm-hmm. so when they called out my name mate, I think I, you've probably seen the video like yeah that's gen- yeah, yeah yeah like genuinely was absolutely unreal um I've never it's because I've never won anything in my life like I, I've I've come from a background where I wasn't very competitive I actually was quite like afraid of competition and like sports in school for instance I never I never contributed to them or never got involved with them because I didn't want to make like an idiot of myself I thought I was like really bad at everything and everyone was going to take the piss out of me if I did bad so I feel like going from obviously having never really won anything to then winning my high class then winning that overall it was just like a little bit overwhelming for me um so yeah it's Super, super sick, man. It was. Uh... This, is, this is the relatable content I want to put put out to the people because so far the most of the people I've spoken to who competed are one, they're assisted, and two, it's always I played rugby, I ran into people, and you know squashed them for a living every single day of my life. I look, I have no fear in my heart. I'll stand on that stage and I'll dance <laughs> around like, and I'm just sitting there like, yeah, just not relatable, mate, at all. Um, so it's actually nice to speak to someone who has like a similar background to myself. Um, what what I wanted to discuss then, mate, was like, as well as you you developing as an athlete, um, obviously throughout this season, I thought it'd be good to discuss like your business because obviously I I don't want to say like I was your first client because I don't think I was. Um, but I still remember me being like one of the proper proper OGs because I know I know when I inquired it was it was DM you were, it was you were even... first or second mate like yeah. I didn't even yeah I didn't even know what like a type form was there mate. I don't even know if type form was around <laughs> yeah no it's crazy and now to see see your your business kind of how it's gone from you know the days where it was just like horrific sheets no offense mate we've all been there um yeah I'll be mate <laughs> Sad, true, right? true. Stand, mate. um but yeah those days from like terrible terrible sheets to slowly upgrading your service to getting to a point where 
you know, you're doing it full time and now you, you know, you're a established name in the industry, you know, you've, you've got a large client base and it's now your full-time job. I mean, first of all, what, what was you, when you uh, started with me, what, what were you doing on the side? Was it like PTN or? Yeah. So um, when I think, I think, mate, I think you generally were the first person to inquire for online coaching, mm. but I think someone else jumped in before you and then you signed up. Right. right. The of the there we... We'll just say it was me. Yeah. 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 You're the first. You're the first. My guy. So technically, mate, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. So thank you very much. Yeah. Um, he believed in me even when no one would. Uh, so yeah, basically, um, in regards to you... what was the question again? Sorry. Sorry. Um, just... just, just like, um, what, what were you doing at that time? And yeah. did you kind of ever think it would kind of get to the point where you are? Obviously, not. Um, so basically at the time it was, um, we were running RET. Mm -hmm. So RET was it, obviously, you know, what RET, if anyone is listening to this and doesn't know, I'm sure there'll be a few of you boys out there that do, um, real evolution training was like an online platform for young guys and girls, uh, basically they just wanted to improve themselves both in their mind and in their body. Uh, but also find a community of like like-minded individuals and it was super super sick so we were building that at the time um all in on that literally like i was pt in as well so um i was a qualified pt um and i was getting my foot in the door at a gym and i started building up a client base i was building up ret um and then basically like lockdowns hit um obviously for all that fiasco i'm not going to go into it because i think everyone's sick of it mm. um and that pretty much forced me out of the gym so i was like okay well if i can't really get stuck into my pt as much and like i'm just going to have to like sink or swim here so like at the time because i'd been booted out of the gym I, you know my pt business that started going well kind of got cut short mm -hmm. um and i basically had to get onto like income support like from the government so mm -hmm. obviously they give you money you know and obviously that's just to kind of help put Isn't food that? on the table essentially so not ideal um so that was kind of like the the trigger for me where i was like right well i've literally got to make this work somehow or another um so we continued building up ret um that was doing okay but uh you know all other kind of income was cut off from pt so i was like all right i need to start building up this online coaching and then from there it was more of like a just like a sink or swim thing, mate. Like I didn't know where it was going to go, but it was kind of like my only option. It was my only option that really kind of amped me up in regards to, I know I want to like coach people. I know I want to work directly pe with people and help people, obviously because we're doing this RET thing, but it's like, what can I do for myself? That's a bit more personal, you know, something that's going to really help to work with people on a one-to-one -one basis. So that was what that transition into online coaching was. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't really... I don't, I didn't, I never really say to myself, like, I'm going to be in this position by this time. Like I am yeah. right now, obviously set goals for yourself and whatnot, but I was just like, I'm just going to dedicate myself to it and see where it takes me. And, you know, obviously it's been now what, like two and a half, two and a half years, um, no, three years since fully like three years since starting it about two years since like fully, fully investing myself into it. And, um, now we're here, mate. And it's just been a, a slow, gradual grind getting here, but it is what it is, you know, and uh, I have absolutely loved every little bit of the journey. It's sick to see, mate. It's sick to see. Um, so going going back to um your your personal bodybuilding, mate. Um, obviously you touched on the fact that you know your first two seasons, like you came out with kind of results you weren't too happy with. Um, 
within this prep prior to that, obviously you talked about, you know, committing to this off season, what, what was different between, you know, this prep versus your, your last two, was it literally just the off season or did you, you know, were you, were you coached those ones as well? Or was it, what was the situation there? So the difference really was, is like in my past preps, like in terms of actually being on competition prep, I've never, ever left like any stone unturned. Like I've always gone fully in on the prep. Um, but I think the differentiating factor was definitely um, just the off season, mate. Like that's where you're going to make the most significant improvements to your physique. And it's also where you're going to, you know, prime your physique. It said your prep starts before the prep, you know, just because you started dieting doesn't mean that you're you're not on prep. So it's like the lead up into that is so, so important, putting yourself in the best position possible from like a, you know, from like a physique standpoint to actually start that prep. So from living with like uh, Mo and my other friends, like Alex, like you, you don't really, t- you train hard, but you don't really take that structured, regimented kind of approach to things because there's the sh- d- d- distraction of going out, you know, enjoying mm-hmm. yourself. I'm sure, you know, like, kind of the the lifestyle i still do live it but like that was more involved was just going out and enjoying myself like any young lad would mm-hmm. and then obviously once i moved out and got my own place like i'm living now and like i'm in my own routine like it makes it a lot easier for me to be locked in on you know what it is that i want to achieve so i guess you could say the differences has been distraction mm-hmm getting rid of that kind of just living a bit more of like a bodybuilder's lifestyle, I guess you could say taking things in that regards more seriously. Um, And then throughout my off season, just gone, it was like the first one where I'd actually been being coached as well. So like everything was structured, everything was progressive, everything was consistent, all like variables nailed, such as sleep, you know, no staying out to 3am, you know, the warehouse project and stuff like that. Like just being very like all in on it. And um, yeah, it's, was definitely the most successful off season I've ever had. I'd pushed my body weight to all time new heights. Performance was at all time new heights as well. And that just led on to a very nice transition into that, uh, into that competition prep. And also as well, like in the past, one thing I'd done is, uh, you know, whenever I had approached someone to like coach me, I've only been coached uh, once in the past for a prep. And that was by Josh Bridgman. And I literally just like rock, this is 2021. I literally like rocked up to him. I was like, let's go. I'm ready. And obviously he hadn't coached me for any of like an off season or anything like that. It was just show up and start prep, which is not the best thing to do. Like you want to start building up a relationship and, you know, build up that momentum before prep, as I said before. And that's what I did this year, you know, obviously working with Lewis, um, a good, like, I would say four months before I started prep, you know, we started working together, got stuck in and pushed up body weight got my performance uh to an all-time best and that's when we transitioned you know straight into that prep we'd already knew a little bit more about my body we'd built a good relationship relationship between me and him and uh, it just made the prep so smooth like so so smooth and i think that's definitely something that uh contributed towards the uh the results as well mate mm-hmm. what what is the plan now post prep obviously i know you you've touched on your instagram you've got like a is it is it a health phase at the moment just to reestablish like you know make sure hormones are in a, a good place? I know you just like tested your bloods and stuff, and I'm not I'm not going to ask you because I know you're making a video on it. So if oh you... no no the, the video is going to be out tomorrow, mate. So we'll talk oh, about okay, it. Okay, mate, spill spill all the beans. Yeah. Content, mate. Content. Tell us about the hormones. Um. <laughs> so no, yeah, plans from now, mate. Like, there's levels to it, right? Mm-hmm. Again, coming from my my competitive background, it, it's not like I've walked in and cleaned up, you know, like I, I still haven't, you know, I'm still far from that. And I look at the caliber of like the physiques that I'm aspiring to and I'm still far off. Yeah. Um. So it's like, 
it's taking it one step at a time, mate. Like, again, you've got to be super fucking... Everyone, when they start out, is like, I want to be a pro, right? But it's like, all right, well, yeah, but you've got to eat shit first. Like, you've really got to, like, work your way through, like, the lower ranks and you've got to, like, earn your stripes. So, like, all the... Until you fit and then you can just win every single title under the sun, mate. Well, this is it. You know, this is it. Like, unless you're... Unless, Unless you're, you're very genetically gifted, yeah, I know, I know what you're saying, mate. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like for me, it's like okay, well, I'm not that guy. So like, clearly, I've just got to like earn my stripes, and I've got to be realistic about things. Um, so for me, it's like all right, I've gone from in my first competitive season doing well, you know, coached myself, got second place at a PCA show out of like 14 guys. Like I was happy with that season. Mm-hmm. Second season, um, again, like I kind of stepped up a notch. I was placing against like p- people like uh, Chris Rendell. Uh, Josh Crogan, you know, competing against those boys. And I got like third place. So those guys have gone on to Josh, you know, win his pro card um, in a WMBF. And then also Chris has been very, very, very close to like getting his pro card as well. So for me, it was like, that was the second notch up, like getting compared to those kind of guys and placing just behind them. I was like, okay, well then maybe there is something here then, you know? And then this season was like the next step because I, one of my shows, I beat Chris, you know, so obviously um, at the British finals, you could FBA, I beat Chris. And then I came second out of all men's physique competitors into, in the entire UK. So I was like, right, well, this is another level up now. Um, so now it's like, all right, well, what's next? So go into the WMBF competing there. I got fourth place. And obviously at the end of the 30 week prep, it wasn't uh, the, the favored look. And I'll go over in just a second, obviously why, like why that happened. Um, but I got fourth out of 19 guys and at the WMBF show it's like because it's the last one because it's the only show like it's an open qualifier you just get absolute like behemoths just turn up there mate like everyone piles in it's one of the last natural shows of the year and they give out a natural pro card like um, you could FBA like it's fierce competition but at the WMBF they give out a pro card whereas with the UK FBA you have to win that show there then you have to go compete over in like Hungary or I can't remember where I was based this year um compete there and then you can win your pro card so there's more le- more steps to it right so for me to place fourth i was like okay that's a nod you know and i've had my feedback from the judges i know what i need to improve now so that's exactly what i'm going to do so basically the next goal mate and it's it's a it's a big one to say is to get a natural pro card and i know i can do it i been. i like that you're saying it and you're getting it out there it's good yeah yeah like 100 like i know i can do it now like i've competed enough now to know where i stand and as i said i feel like this year i found my place so it's like i'm I'm openly saying it's like i want to get a natural pro card it may not happen when i next want to compete which will be 2025 like 2025 is when i intend on getting it if it doesn't happen then i know i'm going to be closer to getting that so maybe it's a case of like okay well i'll go 2026 and i'll go 2027 right? Because the more experienced you get in your journey, the further you get down there, um, you know, you can compete more frequently because you've got the muscle mass there. And like, you're just so, so close to being able to get that, you know, what you're after versus obviously if you're earlier in your career, like I was in 2019, again, it's pretty dumb of me to say, I'm going to get my natural pro card. Cause it's like, you're not mate yeah. versus now I'm getting closer. So that's, that's, that's the goals moving forward, mate, is to mm-hmm. secure that natty pro card essentially, because why the fuck not? yeah i want to prove to myself that i can do it and other people as well so Hmm. i think there's i think there's a very common theme and i talked about this with a couple of people on the podcast at at the moment i don't know if it's just you know the industry at the moment but it just seems like there's a lot of people who haven't even competed before and they're kind of going out there and saying these like wild claims of like i'm gonna be a pro do all this do all this and i'm like i don't really 
I think it's great to be enthusiastic. I think it's great to set these massive goals. But I think at the same time, like the first time you go on stage, literally just go out there, get the experience, see if it's for you. Because I think so many people underestimate like the the toll it takes on you, not only physically, but mentally as well. Like um, I obviously I haven't competed, so I can't be like, yeah, this is this is what it is. But I'm I'm surrounded by a lot of people now in my circle who have competed and from seeing how it's affected some of these people who I think are extremely mentally strong in front of me kind of go go down to these very low points. I think a lot of people need to kind of be realistic with themselves and at the same time realize that even just making it to stage is an achievement in itself and there's there's no point putting so much pressure on yourself especially the first time round when you're like don't get me wrong if you get on that stage and you come off it with you know uh, a, a placing or or you know what you wanted out of it fantastic but at the same time don't beat yourself up because it's your first outing and you know you haven't got your pro card first time um yeah you know what i mean well, that would the- in my opinion, man, like, where would the fun be if you got your pro card straight away? Yeah, where's right. the, where's the where's the story? Where's the journey? Where's the where's the lessons? Where's oh, the you know? Then, mate, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> it's always an option. Accidentally, <laughs> no. um, accidentally sneezed and snippet uh, slipped the needle in me, mate. It's all good. Yeah. Um, I, di- I didn't really. Um, <laughs> but now, nah, like, it's 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 the journey, man. It's the mm. journey, and. Uh, I, again, like me getting that Northern win. If I mate, if I'd walked in my first show and like won a Northern overall, I'd be like, "Oh, this is cool, yeah, yeah, great." Versus if I'd slugged it out and it like my seventh show or sixth show to get you that and five five years, like it, oh, mate, it just made that moment even sweeter. Mm-hmm. And I know, like, basically, there's lessons to be learned in like defeat and mm-hmm. like you know, again, like beating yourself up as you said over not winning your first show it's like mate like be realistic with yourself like you need to be realistic because at the end of the day if you are doing every single thing within your power on your prep to level yourself up to level yourself level yourself up (laughs) that one um and move forward it's like sweet it's like if someone turns up and they just beat you and you've still done everything you can so fucking what like it doesn't matter. It's like you then go away and you say to yourself, right, well, I did everything in my power to improve. I did everything in my power to get my my myself in the best position to to win on that day. And it didn't happen. All right. What can I learn from this? How can I get even better moving forward? And you crack on with it. Or else you're just not gonna fucking win. If you wallow in it, if you don't learn lessons from those defeats, it's like you won't win. And I can honestly say, like, lose essentially losing one, two, three, four, five five times i think i lost before i got my first win yeah five times five times i lost before I got my first win um i would not have had the mindset that i had going to that prep i was like i am going to win whether it fucking kills me or not and i'm going to do every single thing and that's made me a better athlete like 100 mm. mm. yeah, especially someone coming from like an unathletic background you know you get a lot of people that go into sports a lot of people that go into bodybuilding like they're like boxers like ex-boxers or ex-rugby players or something like that they've already got that like fire in that belly they've got that mindset and you know that's coming from them competing in other sports losing and you know saying to themselves i don't want to fucking lose so they come into bodybuilding they've already got that mindset drilled in versus me i didn't and there's going to be a lot of other people as well that don't have that same mindset so yeah, it just depends, man. It's all down to the individual. But at the end of the day, like, if you wallow in your losses, like, you're going to struggle, you know? 
I definitely think there are the lessons to be learned in losses. And like, I even talked about it today on my story. Like, I think it's a, it's a reason I've like actually applied myself within this off season. Like, don't get me wrong. Like even, even we did a gaining phase, but you know, it was very early into my training career. I definitely wasn't training as effectively, you know, fitting five Sainsbury's white chocolate cookies into your macros is not a good. Oh, I remember that. Man. Free post workout, <laughs> you know, choice, but you know, everyone goes through that phase. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I definitely agree, Matt. I think, you know, you you need to make these mistakes early on and kind of like figure out, you know, from those mistakes what the lessons are. Because mm-hmm. I've had, I'd say, two two free solid attempts at an off season, and every single one has been, I wouldn't say cut short. I'd say the first one, the first one with you is probably the best best one I've done, and I think that just came from you know the the initial passion of getting into the sport, actually having something to work towards. But I think after that, it kind of just turned into, this is a bit repetitive. I don't really have a goal. And I think after failing that one, and then the one after that as well, I was like, this time round, I really want to hammer it. Like, I really want to go in there. And I want to show people that like, I'm not just, you know, some kid who's just going to say, oh, I want to do bodybuilding. And every single time I do it, just come across as that guy on social media who just, you know, chats a lot of shit. Um, and actually having people message me like today and say, like questioning my natty status, um, which was a very surreal moment for me. Because I think every <laughs> every guy getting into the gym just waits for one person to say, like, are you are you natty? Like, I remember back in the day when you showed the, the Reddit posts with yeah. the, the natty forums, just like, this isn't attainable. And I was like, one day, mate. One day that will happen, mate. It's a it's a it's a badge of honor, you know, for mm. someone to be able to like pull you up like that. Mate, I've seen um your stories recently. I'm like, fucking hell, mm. like gee, like you can tell when someone's applied themselves, and you can tell when someone hasn't, right? So the I feel like the 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 trap that you've fallen into in the past is like you're so motivated and probably feel pressured to like do well and progress obviously it's a good thing like you're that hungry for it but you've put that much pressure onto yourself that you've like crumbled because you're trying to do everything perfectly yeah yeah and it's like dude it's not that deep you know (laughs) it's like it's not that deep and i feel like as soon as you've uh as soon as you've learned that now and you just fucking enjoy the process like you just enjoy the pro focus on the process the physique will come Hmm. Like, but that doesn't mean hyper focus on it to the point where every single little detail needs to be perfect it's like nah it doesn't it's like you can make wicked progress like i've done in the past you know enjoying yourself living your life and about the same time there's a time and place to apply yourself but if you're applying yourself all the fucking time you're just going to burn yourself out and overwhelm yourself right but like yeah like i can tell that you've you've kind of find found your little formula hmm. because i can see it in your physique i can see you progressing well um and it, it, probably a similar story for me you know like a lot of i i noticed throughout this last off season people were like fucking hell mate like what have you what have you been doing you know like what was changed and it, it's application it's just you know really being clear on what it is that you want to achieve and applying yourself as 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 frequently as you can i think i think the the biggest change of me there's been two and like the first one is like just focus focusing on the day like this winning the day like as corny as it sounds and everyone's just like oh one percent better every day but it, it genuinely is like if you if you ace a day at a time and just focus on the day and don't think right tomorrow this is happening or, or this is yeah 
this is going to mess me up and like thinking right you know maybe you know tomorrow i'm doing this and this could potentially throw me off what can i do to put in place to potentially you know avoid that from happening whereas in the past i'd just be like leave it to last minute right you know mill deal this mill deal that like god making poor choices um but as well as that i think the, the biggest thing for me has been like communicating with my coach when i'm like struggling um mm-hmm. I think I think a lot of people within bodybuilding are very, you know, we're motivated individuals, but I think I still find it very, very hard to reach out for help. Like I'm very, I'm, I'm an individual who's like, right, I've got myself in this mess. I can get myself out of it. And even today, like, um, I, t- I tagged Max in all those stories and he was saying, like, he messaged me initially and he was like, oh, how do you feel? Like he was like, he was really trying to hype me up and he was like, how do you feel about like, I told you, I told you, you were going to get questioned on like your, your natural status, like halfway through this off season. And I, and so I was like, yeah, mate, that, that is never going to happen. Any of this. Um, and I, I, I just literally said to him, I was just like, mate, to be honest with you, I don't really want it to get to my head. Like I didn't want to be happy about it. Cause there was a part of me, which is like, I don't kind of want to, I was basically saying to him, I basically thought they were like capping, Like I was just basically like, he's just saying this shit to like, try get in my head. And I was just like, and he was just like, you, you're trying to, you're, you're fucking yourself up again. And it's like, I don't realize these small things I'm doing. And it's so important, I think, especially as an athlete, if you have like competitive goals to have someone as a, as a coach to kind of like bring you back from that. Because I found the things that's always fucked me up in the past, and I'm sure you you know, working with me directly, like I'm, I'm normally, I either you know overthink something which fucks me up which wouldn't potentially be like a little bump in the road um and and blow that out of proportion and then that spirals me out of control and then when i spiral i spiral very badly and like a small slip up turns into like a you spiral you spiral straight into a a tray of uh crispy creams <laughs> yeah mate yeah it's terrible just like get this off donut mate and shove it in my gob it's terrible scenes. It's it, it really is. Um, but you've you've literally got to remember at the end of the day, like, you know, just take it day by day. Don't as well, like, don't compare yourself like to to other individuals. It's so like especially early into my career, it's so easy to do that. And nine times out of ten, when you see these people online, like even like you've got to remember everyone's life is is so different. You know, they've been training for a certain amount of time and something else, which is like hit me this year is you can really fucking change your physique in a really small amount of time. If you like really apply yourself, like it's actually mm-hmm. crazy. I mm-hmm. genuinely feel like in the last six months, I've made more progress than I have in my entire training career just in these last six months, because I've, I've connected with my training in a way that I've, I've never have before. I feel like I actually know how to apply myself and, you know, I've, I finally figured out what has been setting me back. And I think a lot of individuals, when they get to that initial bump in a the road, they just think, oh, fuck it, and throw their toys out of the prams. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. When it, when it comes to that thing of comparison as well, mate, you're going to do it again. Hmm. Oh, yeah. I know you are. Like, so when, when, when you, this is, this, is, this is the thing, right? I spoke about this the other day to someone. When you start a competition prep, guess what you're going to do? You're going to look at the hashtags on uh, UKFBA or... WMBF, and you can look at the hashtags and you see, all right, who's my competition, right? And you're going to compare yourself. I've done it this off, I've done it this prep. You do it, right? You just want to know. So like you're you're there and you're like, you're looking at this guy and you're like, oh my god, he's like ridiculous. And it's it's so easy to let that throw you off your A game. 
but it's like what's the point it doesn't matter like that person's life and what they're doing has no implication on the outcome of yours like it is what it is all you can do again is as you were saying take it day by day focus on yourself beat your previous self it doesn't matter whoever else is out there it's like beat your previous self and you know that's that's it that's that's all you can do that's all you have control of you don't have control of what they're doing and basically the more attention the more energy you divert onto looking at other people you're just detracting that from yourself you know and your ability to push yourself so like use your energy wisely on your own journey and it's going to propel you forward so much more but you know i did that this year like for instance for my uh you could fba northern show which for me was like the big one you know yeah it wasn't the british finals but it was the big one and i was there was a, a, a lad there um competing called rob right and he was being uh coached by zach team pro coach i was like oh, fuck right cool he's got a wicked coach i was like sick this is this is good and i was like uh i looked on his profile and i was like oh yeah sick he's he's actually won the northern overall before so he's a returning overall champion and i'm gonna be against him and i'm like sweet well that's you know potentially my goal for this year one of them at least my one shot at it like scrapped so i was like sick obviously i was sending over like pictures to like lewis i was like who's who's i'm going to be up against and uh he was like mate just like just shut up just like it is what it is it's like you don't know until you know like and you're there on the day like how you stack up you know and i beat him i beat him so it's like from from me like almost not losing my head because i've you know i've competed like my third season i've done it before i've always compared myself but you know it, it, it does become like a bit of like a mental drag you down it's like oh fuck like what if i'm just doing all this for nothing because they're just gonna walk in and like clean up and it's not the case it's like push out to the side you focus on yourself don't let it take any energy away from you and i can definitely say that like just compartmentalizing that because you you're naturally going to do it you know you, as a human like it's all like a game of like hierarchy i guess you could say like who is going to be more successful than the other person it's called, it's, it's just human nature it's what we do but being able to like, especially in like a competition prep or building a business, like online coaching business, you see other people doing well. You need to like take that and compartmentalize it, push it to the side, or you can use it as a positive as well. It's like, all right, yeah, well, as well, yeah, 100%. Like, you know, it's, all right, well, clearly the competition is going to be fucking sick. So it's like, I need to make sure that I am bringing my absolute all. So it just all depends on how you frame it. You can use it as a negative and can dig yourself a hole, or you can use it as a positive and use it as fuel. The same thing with like losses, you know, it's like, yeah, they may beat you, but then you take that and you actually use it as a learning lesson, mate. So yeah, it's just, it all depends on how you react to any of those situations, you know? And like you said, you, you, you literally don't know how that individual is going to turn up on the day. Like, um, you briefly touched on, I'm sure you'll, you'll go into it in a second, but, um, you know, you, you turned up to your last show and stuff didn't go, go the way you wanted it to. I know a lot of it was kind of stress related and you mentioned, you know, you were, you were holding onto a little water, um, yeah. especially within your face. I remember like the chiseled Chad. Oh my God. In a way, <laughs> it kind of slowly inflated. But what, 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 what happened, mate? What happened in terms of that? So, Basically, um, I'll give you like a little bit of a timeline. It makes the story a bit more interesting. So uh, from the Northern show, which is where I won the tall class and overall, um, following that, that was like such a look. Like that was the best my physique has ever been in my entire life. I look back at photos now that I'm like, oh my, like that is me. It's like, that's like insane, right? Insane. Um, and basically with my physique, we are very, I am very, very like, 
hyper responsive to water storage in my midsection, right? So if there's any kind of stress, if there's any kind of, um, if I have like an, you know, a lot of food, like push carbs really, really high, I will always just store all of that water in my midsection. So, it, you know, it's a very like telltale sign. After the Northerns, um, we pushed more for like more condition. And I think basically from that point onwards, we basically pushed things just a little bit too hard. You know, at the Northern show, we'd already been prepping for around, I think it was like 23 weeks. Um, so it was quite a long prep. Um, and that's kind of like the sweet spot. I think now looking back on it was that kind of like 20 ish week mark. So we kept digging more and more and more and more. And I think what was happening was the stress that was being built up almost looked like body fat on my physique. So we see the midsection. We're like, Oh yeah, we can like dig to get this a little bit tighter. So we just kept digging and digging and digging and basically probably just pushed things a little bit too far. And then from there, obviously created like a very fatigued, very tired physique. Then two weeks later, going into the PCA Midland show, which is, we pretty much just did that show um, because it was, I think it was a six week or five week gap between the Northern show and the UK FBA finals. So obviously like the ones I cared about were the natural shows. I didn't really care about the PCA. Um, but in the lead up to the peak week for the PCA, we'd been digging pretty hard. We're using that as a bit of like a goalpost, bring in more condition ready for the UK FBA finals, which was a couple of weeks later from the PCA show. Uh, we just found that like my face just looked really swollen and like that water on the midsection just wasn't shifting hmm. um, and it got worse and worse. So uh, basically, um, you know, that was kind of like the first signs of like, oh yeah, maybe like something isn't right here. Went through the peak process, obviously peak week, going through like a fat load that managed to like solve it and managed to rectify it. Pulled off all the water, the well, majority of it anyway. Um, went into that show and that's where we placed second there. Um, and then obviously that was the lead up to the uh, British finals for the UK FBA. Similar story, a little bit of water storage in the face, kind of face blew up, hamster cheek a little bit in the midsection. We managed to fix that throughout that peaking process. Then after the UKFBA FBA uh, finals, it was two, was it two weeks? Yeah, two weeks until WMBF. And basically since then, it was just a shit show, mate. Like face was completely blown out. <laughs> like it genuinely looked like I was binging on my diet every single day and I wasn't. You're just I waking was just... up saying, no, Lewis, I swear. I swear it's not. Yeah, well, this is the thing, mate. I was like, I had this like mental dilemma. I was like, is this me? Is I was like people people I'm 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 usually pretty good at like emotionally detaching myself from how I look. Like if I have like a uh you know like a carb load and we're spilled over, I'm like it's fine because I know like we can solve. Well, we are you know it's part of the process. I don't panic or anything like that. If I start to gain body fat, I don't really care. Like it is what it is. It's part of the process. But like I was like people, is this what people mean now by prep brain and not being able to look at your physique in a subjective manner? Like is my face really this puffy? Is my midsection really this washed out? And I'm like there for like an hour, just comparing photos. Like I'm not going insane. Like genuinely, this is like what's going on. And like, I, I was obviously messaging Lewis and Lewis was trying to keep me cool, but I was just like, you know, it was, it was throwing me off fucking big time, man. Like it was very, very stressful. Um, being stressed and that affecting your physique, especially when you, you know, you have to do something which definitely like that. I still want to compete, but I know for a fact that the, I wouldn't say I'm nervous about getting on stage. I'm more nervous about the idea of stress, like the idea that I could nail everything going into a show and my physique would look the best it's ever had. And then at the very end, if I'm too stressed, that could literally undo everything. 
would stress me the fuck out and it's so yeah. it's it's such a weird thing with bodybuilding because you can you can you essentially work for this one day and on that one day where you know you need to be as relaxed as possible you're putting yourself into probably the most stressful situation especially if it's the first time you're doing it you know you're first of all basically in a fucking fong um, well not for you because you're meant to see um <laughs> I'm not a bodybuilder <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah mate. um but you're basically you're standing up there on the stage half naked you know you're you're in front of a large crowd of people you're literally standing on stage where you you know you're going to be judged for how you look and then on top of that you have to cram getting food in and make sure everything is kind of like time to a t so the idea of just like one small factor like being able to to affect that and especially like for yourself did you notice in like previous preps as well like had that ever been an issue or was this just would you think it's just because you did so many shows this time like over that period of time because your body had accumulated so much stress and fatigue it just like there was no kind of you know pulling back from that yeah so basically like in past preps like i've never really ever like in terms of mental struggle like i'm pretty good like i, I never really again I've always had that ability to emotionally detach myself from my physique. So like, for instance, the first time I ever competed and I, you know, placed well in my first season, I actually placed better in my first competitive season than I did my second, which I was coached for. Um, but again, I, I coached myself for that. So I like to think I've got a pretty good ability to emotionally detach from things and keep a cool head. Cause that was still a pretty smooth, hard, but a smooth prep. Um, so yeah, like the, the reason why that happened was definitely not necessarily psychological. And we know this now through like the blood work that we've got done. Um, it was more just doing too many shows and doing too long of a prep. Like, you know, some people, some people can prep for 30 weeks. Right. But um, I lost a total of like 20 kilograms over the course of like 30 weeks. Mm. Um, and I'd been in competition shape because I got lean quick. I'd been in competition shape and held that for about like three months. So that was the rough ride. And that was kind of what pushed me over the edge. Mm -hmm. But then obviously, yeah, the body not playing ball in those last few weeks there, like the last like five weeks. And then having that mental stress compounding on top of it, because I'm like, fuck, we got to do something about this. Um, and then it gets worse and worse and worse. The closer you get towards the show, it's like, yeah, it's that compounding effect. So it was a big struggle to, again, because I'd gone from always being able to keep a cool head on on prep to then not being able to keep a cool head. I was like, fuck, like this is also throwing me off. So the main thing it was, was just the phys physical body being fatigued. But then that that mental stress on top of that definitely doesn't help. And like like you were saying, obviously your main concern is 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 that is the mental kind of implications and the overthinking and the worry about worrying about every single being over analytical of every single detail, yes, it can have like a, a big effect. And it definitely had an effect on me as well. Again, like a compounding effect. Um, but when it comes to prep, mate, like you just got to keep shit simple. And it's like, even for you as well, mate, like the, the, the advantage of worrying about every single little detail and trying to get it on point in order to bring the perfectly peaked physique. That's also like, why you have a coach. That, 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 that'll ruin your, that'll ruin your peak in itself. You know, yeah. like, it 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 really doesn't it i feel i feel like you've probably got like an uh the perception of it that it does have to be very very clinical and it's like sometimes mate it just needs to be fucking chilled yeah like you know and like one thing i did at the wmbf show was i knew i wasn't bringing my best physique like i knew it like that was like pretty shit as well i was like all right well we're going into the show like yeah have a bit of fun with it 
So I was like, yeah, I was like, have a bit of fun. So like backstage, you know, before going on, I was having like a, in order to get myself into the right mood, I was like having a little dance around. I was just chatting to people, like not really taking it too seriously, I could guess you could say. Yeah. And mate, I can 100%, 100% attest to the fact that it helped my stage presence on stage. I posed better than I'd ever posed. I was smiling ear to ear because I was like, do you know what, mate? Like you've done well this prep. Yeah, this isn't your best look yet. Yeah, it's been a pretty shit week, but like enjoy this moment. And that's probably what bumped me up to fourth, mate. Because like the main thing the judges said was like, you're there, like in terms of like uh, stage presence and posing, it was the best. He's like, you just need to be bigger. Like you just need to be bigger. So yeah, 100%, mate. Like you just need to not not take it so deep, you know, because it can really, really throw you off either in terms of the physical look or in your mental game, you know, because again, if you're worrying too much, overanalyzing people are going to be able to tell that on stage you're going to look like you don't want to be there you're going to you know you're not you're not going to be smiling you're not going to have that same stage presence but then as well as that physically it can affect things you know it can obviously elevate cortisol and ruin the look as well so mm-hmm. yeah sometimes you just not need to take it so seriously don't deep it too much you know for instance like uh josh crogan obviously you know josh crogan yeah yeah he goes out for an he goes out for a wagamama's before he competes is that conventional no but it chills him the fuck out Bro, right and he's one of the best naturals in the UK, you know? So there's so many ways you can spin it, man. Yeah, no, I definitely think, um, I think especially, I feel like a lot of young athletes because I feel like, I feel, I feel, I feel like a dickhead saying young athletes saying like you're ancient because you're not. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I'm, getting on, I'm getting on now, mate. Nah, 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 nah. No, but you know what I mean? Like, I feel like when I first came into this, when I was getting coached under you, I feel like it was a lot more just, okay, you know, this person wants to get in good shape, whereas now it's so, it is just so analytical compared to to it where it was. And like, it is a good thing, but it's also a bad thing. Because like, in the sense that I do think the UK, especially for bodybuilding is a very, very high standard. Um, and I think that's great for the, for the sport. But I definitely think at the same time, you know, there are factors where, you know, people get so over analytical. I think it can sometimes turn people away from the sport or people's progress is affected due to that. I think that, me working with max um like um the, one of the main reasons i i i went for max and um i've talked about this before like the first the first time i i went for you as a coach mate was literally just because i was like look here's a guy who's in sick shape he likes raving and he's funny and i like that and i want to be coached by him and every other coach after you was like this person looks great and they know all this knowledge um i'd say taylor i related with um and then from there it was kind of like okay these are heads 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 of the industry so i need to go to these people and i think that during that process i kind of just like i kind of forgot why i was doing what i was doing it was more like right i need to go with this approach because i want to compete one day and it was like i'm not showing up every day just to enjoy the process and i feel like a lot of people kind of get lost in that and you know forget that you know as corny as it sounds, the stage is always going to be there. Like it just genuinely is. And like I said earlier, you can make so much progress in a, in a short period of time. Then I think a lot of people think, I think a lot of people think like, yeah, don't get me wrong. As naturals, we do have to work harder. We have to apply ourselves more than, you know, someone who does take gear. And if there is anyone getting butt hurt over that, shut up. Like if you take gear, you definitely are. You just are going to be better, and there are more variables you can miss. All right, get butt hurt about it. Don't care. It's a fact. <laughs> but at the same time, like 
just fall in love with the process. Do it for reasons you love it. And like Tom said, like Josh, he doesn't he doesn't do everything the conventional way. Like he drinks. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure he said he like enjoys non-alcoholic pints. Like anyone yeah. else, his his carb intake in the summers is that optimal? No. Is that is that going to be good for for your progress? No, probably not as good as having like 100 grams of rice. But if his stress is down and all these other factors, there's don't overcomplicate it. Um, just just enjoy the journey and enjoy the process and don't like figure out what works for you as an individual. Don't compare your journey to someone else's. You don't know like what's going through their head. You don't know what makes them click. Um, and I found for myself personally, I feel like the reason I've been able to apply myself so well recently is like, I'm learning to not stress like minors, like, and that is, that is such a big thing. Like yeah. the other day I went out with my mates on a Friday and I went over on my carbs slightly because I had a pint of beer. Should've, oh no. You know what I mean? Like old me. Yeah. Like, that's oh, that's no. good. That's good. That's gonna show on stage now, mate. In twenty twenty five, that twenty grams of carbs you went over, mate. We're gonna see that on stage. Fucking well done, mate. Well done. It's ruined. It genuinely is. But I just I feel bad for people coming into the industry now because I feel like it's. Don't get me wrong. There are some great coaches out there, and I do think they still are out there. But I think like if you go on TikTok now and there's like twelve year olds who have been like training for a year and they're telling like you know geezers who have been in the gym for 20 years that uh, that easy bar pushdowns don't work and dual rope pushdowns are the only thing that can grow your triceps like it it, it pisses me off it really pisses me off this is so this is uh, so, so i like from going like coaching you mate i know how your brain ticks and i watched you go through this whole transitional process right i've i've literally watched from like a do you know, like truman show yeah 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 this has been me right and i've i've there's been points where i've like watched what you're doing i'm like he's 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 ruining it for himself i i know what i know what he's doing in his mind and the reason it, it, it all comes down to that aspect of individuality people people thrive off of nailing every variable right and because they enjoy that process so much because it works so well for them they are going to get the fucking results that they get out of it right they can double down and they get really really good progression out of that that's fair enough all right, you can do that if you want to do that. If that if that floats your boat, if that makes you happy, if that's what most importantly you enjoy, fucking go for it, right? However, you are clearly not that person, but you were being told or probably influenced. Obviously, this this is what I do. This is this is how we're going to do it, and you only did the right thing by following that. And it's not necessarily to say it's the wrong thing. Like from working with maybe people like Taylor or Christian, you know, who are a little bit more kind of, you know, the optimal i don't know what you want to call it right doesn't yeah, mean no, what even... they were te- that doesn't mean what they're teaching you is wrong it's just you and doesn't mean because you are following it was wrong it's just because guess what that's part of your journey you've realized that doesn't fucking work for you yeah. now you've kind of gone full circle and like you've still you got a tool belt right when you started out with me your tool belt was empty i added some tools to it when you went to taylor he added some tools to it christian added some tools to it max added some tools to it and it's like you are on a path of self-discovery of realizing what it is that works for you right so again from my perspective seeing you go through it it's fucking cool to see it because now you've kind of gone full circle you've dropped off that you know laser like precision everything needs to be perfect stressing you out to the point where it gets overwhelming and you just do nothing because you're just fucking you're just falling off and you're like you're feeling like a piece of shit and you're not a bodybuilder and you're never going to make it yep. right and i can see you smiling because you know it's true and it's <laughs> yeah. uh <laughs> and now like so it's like you enjoy approach which is a bit more relaxed guess what that allows you to when you're doing the shit that really matters such as 
hitting your food for the majority of the time each day, getting into that gym, being in a good mindset because you're loving everything that you're doing and you're fucking applying yourself to your training, connecting to your training like you never have done before, you get results, all right? And then there's some people that thrive off of nailing every variable and being very meticulous and it makes them feel good and they get into the gym and they're, you know, at their absolute best. Cool, that works best for them. Me, I'm the same as you, mate. I like to go out. I like to enjoy myself, you know? But it's like, yeah, you still need to apply yourself. You still need to put in the work. But at the same time, it's like, do what works for you. Because yeah. ultimately, if you can nail that for months and months and years and years, you're going to get a lot more progression out of that than what you would do trying to be, you know, meticulous, overwhelming yourself, nailing it for a month and then falling off for a few weeks, then nailing it for a month, which is probably what you've experienced in the past. Yeah, and that's, is, that's what's going to slow you down. Literally, like you you, you took the words out of my mouth. Like it, it genuinely felt for like the last two years I was swimming against the tide, like, that's that's the only way i can describe it because it was like i was following so many people in the industry who were kind of like people i looked up to at my level and it was normally all these people who were like their whole life was bodybuilding and don't get me wrong like i love bodybuilding i do and like i openly said this in my story today and like i i feel like i'm adamant with this decision now i will i, I think I, I will be natty for my life because i know I think to go enhance, it takes a certain type of individual. And I feel like for myself, what would happen would be I'd enjoy it for the first six months. And then it would get to a point where like I'm getting later in my life and I'm like, right, do I do I really enjoy this? Do I want to stress about, you know, making sure I'm pinning here and there? And do I do I really love the sport this much or am I just following the crowd? And I think for me, that's been the biggest thing that I've had to realize that is, I love bodybuilding, but I don't love it to the degree that like, you know, my friend Ruben, like, for example, like he, he's just competed. He he's done really, really well. Like he, he, he lives and breathes bodybuilding. Like he will not go like one macro over. Um, and that just isn't me. But I think in my head for the longest time, I kind of told myself that, you know, for me to be a good bodybuilder, that's what bodybuilding is. And it isn't, you know, there there's people in Olympia, who who you know do stuff a certain way there's there there's people who are meticulous to the gram there are people who you know like nathan nathan dasher is it nathan dasher dasher yeah yeah like he's a he's a, he's a like don't get me wrong mad genetics but like he's known for still drinking and going out and eating curries and he still competes at olympia like every individual is going to be completely different and i think the sooner you realize that, especially as an athlete, if you want to go far in this game, it really is what's going to allow you to progress. And there is, you need to understand early, there is no set correct way. And I think that's the the problem with the industry at the moment. There's, there's such this kind of like, it has to be this way. You have to do it. You have to perform that exercise this way. It has to be like this. You have to do this. And like recently, I've just been like, this feels good. Yeah, I've been told I shouldn't like pull my shoulder forward on this exercise, but I actually connect better with it when I do. And like, I'm progressing the most I've ever had. So I don't care if like, you know, Jeremy online coach says, oh, your shoulder's protracting on that movement when it shouldn't be. Don't care, Jeremy. It works for me, mate. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it's it's so important to recognize these small things and like not sweating the small things. Like I know, I know I'm basically just regurgitating what I've said, but mm. I just think that's that's so important for development. Um and and like I think something else that has been massive is speaking to um other individuals. Like, and I was gonna ask you about this because you you obviously 
um going into several shows you competed alongside um other people who were working underneath lewis like um hugh is it hugh thompson you yeah, yeah. I, I spoke to you a, a bit on instagram but like he seems like class bloke and it seems like you guys have developed a good relationship um over this uh prep can you tell me tell me a little bit about that mate yeah it's this I'd, I'd say like this prep mate like trophies aside and whatnot and like you know overachieving on my goal was like the biggest thing that I've taken away from it is like that camaraderie, if you know what I mean? And like just the people that you meet in it. Like, and I know you said about, yeah, you think you just stay natural. Like, dude, the natural bodybuilding community is sick, right? Mm-hmm. And it does not get enough exposure as it is, as it, as it should do, right? And it is growing, like it's growing at a stupid rate. And if you think that you've got like, <sighs> not a lot of competition, like it's unreal, the standard of competition, you know? So it's so, so exciting. Um, I don't know why I just detoured onto that, but yeah. Anyway, so also, with... before because Tom's just made, made me out to like I don't have a massive ego. I don't think like I'm like oh uh, mate, no 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 no, no bodybuilding. No, no. Yeah, I'll walk all over it, mate. <laughs> no, a lot of people think like yeah, oh, natural bodybuilding is that it? You know, like yeah, and yeah. that's obviously not what you think. Like no, 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 for I, anyone out anyone out there, I'm real at the moment. Yeah, like, yeah. Genuinely excites me so much to compete and be out. Like I I want to be an underdog like I, I i genuinely i know someone's gonna be like no you don't you don't you don't want to go into your show and lose but i genuinely think like chris bumstead said this in his uh latest vlog he said he's really struggled this year like these last couple of years because he misses that like mentality of like an underdog compared to being like a champion because there is just there's something in you when you're like and and you'll know mate like from developing your business as well and i feel like i'm in this place now it's like you've got something to prove and that kind of like fire where you wake up every single morning being like, right, I can't, I can't wait to apply myself even more today. Like that, that is what I want. But anyway, sorry for interrupting. No, it's underdog mentality, mate, is exactly what I've been saying to Lewis this whole prep. And like one thing, one thing that I struggle with is um, self-belief, but I use it as a positive. So like what, what I often find is like when someone asks me, oh, how are you feeling about this show? Or, you know, about your look and how you're looking. I'll always say like, yeah, it's all right. Or yeah, I, I never, I never really tried to like big myself up too much. And I always find like, I always self depreciate myself quite a lot. And it's part of that underdog mentality. And it's because it's like, you know, who am I to scream and shout about how great I am when like, I'm yet to like, you know, achieve anything. But at the same time, I'm like, if I get too complacent, and if I get too, you know, ahead of myself, it's like, I find that I probably wouldn't be as hungry as, you know, as like you're saying to succeed. So I always have like a little bit of self-depreciation. It can be a negative thing sometimes, you know, but I think it's like, for me, it works out to be positive because it fuels me. You know, I it's never like to think about how you use it. Cause I think there's every single person, there's going to be stuff in your life where you can, you can see it from each, each side of a coin. Like, it, yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm very similar to you in, in that sense of like, I think a lot of bodybuilders are in a sense, like, let's be realistic. We stand on a stage. We want people to say like, your physique looks good. You post pictures of it. Like, I feel like I've always kind of, even, even today when I posted that, like I said, I said, like, I'm happy with my back progress, but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't post that for people to be like, wow, great progress. And when, when people kind of did, I was just like, really? Like, are they being serious? Cause like, yeah, in my head, I kind of look at myself and in a weird way, I still see like that that kid who started. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like I just still see that that kid standing on his bed trying to get his first physique picture for you and the fucking like bed. <laughs> I remember that yeah. under your like your life. Terrible life scenes, mate. Absolutely Amazing. terrible scenes. Um, but yes, yeah, yeah, no, sorry, gone. Yeah, it's just how you frame it, man. Like, it'll, of course, it all stems from like you know insecurity and whatnot and wanting to be better. But it's like you know you can frame it either. Oh, 
you know, yeah, I'm not, I'm not looking too great. I'm not going to, I'm going to let that demotivate me and I'm going to do nothing about it. Or yeah, I'm not looking too great. I'm just going to use that as fuel and get better and strive forward and try and achieve more. You know, and that's exactly what I've done throughout this whole off season. I've tried not to get ahead of myself. And, you know, it's like when I won my first show, like the first and overall people were like, fucking hell mate, like this is amazing. I was just like, yeah, it's all right. You know, is what it is. And I kind of, I feel, I do feel like though, you know, if I, if you, if I were to get too complacent after that and, you know, relaxed, it's like, all right, well, is that going to affect my performance at the next show? And then it was like, well, the next show I won first overall yet again. So I was like, all right, it's two overalls in a row. It's like, well, this is going well. And I was like, mate, this is absolutely insane. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yeah, it's all right, but it's not the biggest one yet. Like I'm still going to move forward and I'm still going to try and get more. So it's like a bit of self-depreciation. It's not necessarily the most positive mental health thing in the world, but at the same time, it works for me and it drives me forward, you know, and it keeps me hungry. Again, that kind of underdog mentality. Mm. Did you did you find yourself like after those shows like did you ever have a moment where you were like you know what mate I'm actually the dog's bollocks where you had to like pull yourself back or was it did you, was it have you genuinely just always been like is what it is mate I think it's not like on the dogs I think it's more just like pride yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. yeah more like pride if anything not like of course I've looked at myself like oh yeah like I look <laughs> I look fucking sick and I was yeah, like yeah, yeah. Like, that's a sick look but it's just also just like pride and just knowing that like yeah all right you belong you know you're here now um still not time to get complacent you still got plenty more to go here you're just scraping the service but like yeah you look at yourself sometimes like yeah it looks sick oh yeah 100 you gotta enjoy some of it do you know what i mean like it's like i say like i I think a lot of people think bodybuilding is you know you always walk around with this complex and i think like no 80 percent of the time it's like extremely bad body dysmorphia but there's 20 percent of the time where you like lovely pump good lighting something's been peaked perfection you know you've got like one gram of carb like over and you're like yep it's looking good mate um, oh mate i i i had a moment on on this prep at the ukfa northern show where i went full like i felt like a full narcissist mate <laughs> i was just so full of my basically like the this is why like the the physique was at its best for the northern show and it's because the pump up that i had backstage was just like nothing I've ever had. And like, I've always that, that self doubt uh, that I've always had and that kind of depreciation of myself and talking myself down a little bit, it was just gone. And that was because like, I pumped up backstage to go on stage at that show. And I knew that I was like, I'm on, like, I'm ready to go and I'm ready to go tear up that stage. And I just went full God complex. I was like, all right, we're going to go in there and we're going to win this first and we're going to win this overall. I know it's going to happen. Um, and the, partially the reason why I was like, this sounds so like vain, mate, but like I pumped up, I was doing my press ups and whatnot, flies, like just, you know, doing my own thing. And I turned around to Lewis and my posing coach, Maka, and they both just went like this. They were like, like looked at me like, who the fuck, like what happened? Yeah. And it's just because again, like we just nailed that peak, like in terms of like the fullness and how I felt and I could feel it as well. And as I was walking out of the pump-up room, you know, getting ready to go back down, downstage to get ready to go on. And they're like, like a couple of the guys, like a couple of people that were just sat there and they were just like, looked at me and like watching me go by, like, what the fuck? Like, where the fuck? Oh, mate, got, the, 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 <laughs> do, do, do you know, do you know the video of um, Bumstead where he takes his hoodie off in the gym? Edinburgh and people, goes like, silent. Yeah, yeah. Mate, it felt like that, right? It literally <laughs> felt like that. So I was like, okay. Yeah. 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 
that was the one time on prep where I was like fully, fully there. Like, I was like, yeah, you look fucking good, mate. And that that's actually like a really nice memory. But again, like more just pride, the fact that that's like all, all of the all of the things that we did, the lead up to the show, you know, the the cardio, the dieting, the, the even like the peaking process, you know, Lewis's input on that, like the fact that we nailed it and the fact that other people knew that we'd nailed it as well. Like that was like a good feeling, you know, and something that I'll probably remember. That's unreal. No, that sounds that that like that kind of stuff gets me excited. Like the idea of not only like pleasing yourself, but as well, like, especially like again, I feel like it sounds like not narcissistic. What's the word? I don't even know what the word is for this. Like I I think I think like something all athletes like to do is like get to a point where you I know for me, like personally there's been like a couple check-ins where I've sent over my shots to Max and he's been like, holy fuck, like what the fuck is going on? And I like live for those moments. Like, cause I'm like, yeah, mate. Like, cause you, I feel yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Cause sometimes I'm like in my head, I'm like, okay, yeah, I look good. And I'm like, okay, don't get too ahead of yourself here. And then when someone yeah. reaffirms like that and you're like, okay, mate. Yeah. And you can like, it's almost like you need permission to like feel good about yourself. It's feel weird. Good. Like, yeah. 100% need to celebrate your victories. You 100% need to be able to feel good about them. But like, put it this way, mate, like some of the best athletes in the world are the people that have come in and they've et shit, mm. right? They've et shit and they've learned how to deal with loss and how to keep moving forward. And it's like, what you'll notice in bodybuilding, you'll see this so often, mate, is guys that are very, very genetically gifted or guys, yeah, guys that are very genetically gifted, they're often like the hardest people to coach because they've got off so lightly when it comes to winning, when they've got off so lightly, when it comes to, you know, in the past doing very, very well for themselves. And then as they get deeper into their career, you'll often find that they start to fall off. You know, they start to miss the mark and it's just because they come become complacent. They've always been in this position of being praised. They've always been in this position of winning. They've always been in this position of, you know, feeling good about their results that they're achieving, probably a little bit you know, quite easy. They're like, they just get complacent. Whereas when you've got those guys that are, that know, like in order for them to succeed, they need to nail it and they need to be on it and they need to work hard. Those are the people that are usually like the hungriest for it. And they, when they get to the top, they stay on top. You know, it's very, very hard for people that like got there quite easily to stay on top. They usually fall off. It's quite rare. Um, and again, that just becomes from not getting ahead of yourself. If you know, if you've worked on the grind and you've been in it for years, like you've learned to not get too cocky about things and to make sure that you're still staying diligent, you know? So hundred percent, you know, you, yeah, as you get into competing, you'll see it as like a more of a, like a recurrent theme, you know? Fantastic. Um, we'll get into some questions, but I think we got like two questions. Are you all right for time? I just want to make sure I'm not like, keeping... yeah. Oh, mate, far away. He, you, um, you asked me about, uh, Hugh, I just want to give Hugh a shout out. Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah, no, I do want to know about Hugh. Yeah. Cause I, I know I completely di diverted from that, but yeah, like with, uh, with the boys this year, like one of the probably the, the best things about prep has just been like just having like the team, the squad, you know, and just like I'm sure you've seen like us, uh, you know, on socials and whatnot. But yeah, meeting Hugh and all the other boys as well, Maka and Lewis and just creating like a team like that's probably realistically been one of the best things about the prep this year. It's not even just the wins. It's not even just, you know achieving my goals it's like just creating those like friendships and just the the memories and the vibes of that was so so good man did you go to fat hippo with you or am i oh that yeah tell me about that mate that's what i want to know about what did you have uh, 
Have you been fat hippo? No, but I've seen it like every single time I've seen it. I'm like, that looks unreal. I went there twice, mate. I went there twice this year for prep. So when I went there after the PCA show and went there after the, the finals, but peanut butter and jelly burger, mate. Oh that? my days. That sounds so wrong. Is do you like sweet and savory? Oh mate, I love pe- like peanut butter and like jam and bacon. Yeah, unbelievable. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you like that then. Burger with peanut butter and jam. <sighs> you just, yeah. just don't just 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 give it time. Like, give it time. Just give it time. Um, yeah, no, nah, absolutely unreal. Like uh, I probably eat a little bit too much after shows, admittedly, but for me that keeps me dialed in. All right. Um, but yeah, absolutely unreal. And again, like even just those memories like when you, when you come to do like your first show as well, like it becomes so much more than just like the competing side of it. It's the journey. And again, like meeting those guys, building up the relationships and just the memories is just, yeah, it's unreal. That's why this year has just been the best ever, mate. Absolutely loved it. Love to hear it, mate. Um, right. Questions. So, um, Jack Kinsey, I can't, I can never say his name. Jack Kinsey clothes. The pro. The pro, yeah, mate. The pro, unbelievable rig, by the way. Like I um, I messaged he's him right. directly and I said like he's one of the reasons where I'm like, I actually want to stay natural because like I look at his rig and I'm like, he he looks assisted. Like his legs, his structure, like everything about him. I'm like his stage, but like unbelievable, mate. Um, mm-hmm. so for listening, appreciate you. Top um, guy. He said, if men's physique didn't exist, what class are you entering, Tom? Classic. Classic, nice. Classic. I am a men's physique through and through. Like, I don't have a classic structure. I feel like if I could fill out my legs, yeah. But like, I am just men's physique through and through. I'm way too good looking for uh for classic physique anyway, mate. So, you know, <laughs> a joke and a joke. But yeah, no, definitely classic. Just because one, like size wise, I just couldn't get big enough to be a bodybuilder. I know I couldn't, and I wouldn't do, want do to have, really. Is is that or do you like? Do you genuinely think like, say for example, you took like two and a half years off, and you like really pushed your body? Do you just don't think you'd have any potential of being able to kind of go into a class like that, or do you just think like from a genetic standpoint, you just wouldn't do well? So in terms of like my proportions, my legs are super long. Like for my height, my, like I'm so I'm a, so people think I'm like super tall and I'm not. I'm like five ten, right? How tall are you? I want to see now. <laughs> I am six foot, but I feel like you're gonna be like, no, I'm not. I am six. It, well, the fact that the, the fact that you're like double guessing it, you're not six foot. I am six foot. I've literally had <laughs> tape measure, bro. I've literally had so many people say I'm not. I've I've measured my. I vividly <laughs> remember from your from your application, mate. You put five ten. Oh 5'10". yeah, right. I measured seven <laughs> centimeters. Yeah, now, nah, but I'm a so I'm like five ten and a half, right? The half counts. Yeah. yeah. Um, one hundred and seventy nine centimeters. If you want to punch it in or whatever, whatever that is in feet. Um, and I've got super long legs, so. In terms of filling that out, like I've actually got good legs, hmm. but it's just they're very like elongated. So like from like a classic, from like a classic look, it doesn't look very classic. From like Your a men's physique, not, like sweep out. Are they kind of very like straight? Um, they do sweep out, but again, like because my femurs are so long, it's just like they sweep out. But then it's just long. It's not like a round muscle belly, you know. You never know, you know, if I really did dedicate the time, like three years into an off season, I do think I could compete in classic. I do. Um, I've definitely got like the, uh, the upper body, like structure for it. But at the same time, 
I just love physique. I love the look. I know that I fit the category. I know that I pose well for the category. And like physique was what got me into bodybuilding anyway, even though it's technically not bodybuilding. Like, you know, it was the first thing that I fell in love with. Like I always saw like the open bodybuilders and like whatnot. But I was just like never gravitated towards it, you know. And I, I saw like, oh, like Sadiq had Sadiq had to it. I can't say his last name. Ryan Terry. Um, you know, like the the o proper, proper OGs of the industry, like Jeremy Bundy. And I was like, I love that look. He's, was, he's back this year, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's he's, he's back. He's back. Yeah. That I think is it's a bit too far. I mean, never say never. I think it's a bit too far gone now for him to potentially it'll be top five, but I think he'll struggle for top three. But um, yeah, seeing those like OG guys, like that's what got me into it. And like now I've competed in men's physique. Like I just love it. I've got a passion for it. And it's not like a, a cop out not to do like classic because I do think I could do it. But it's like, I don't have that burning desire to do it. Like I do have that burning desire to really excel at men's physique. Mm. No, I think, that's, I think that's a valid answer, mate. You know, when, when it comes to like bodybuilding, it's all about playing to your strengths. And it's mm. like, I'm going to have, I'm gonna. I know I'm going to have more success in men's physique than I am in, in classic. So it's like, why would I not double down on that? You know. I think for anyone listening as well, like I've, I've said, I've said this. Like I won't go into it deep because we've covered it on other episodes more extensively. But like, don't don't force yourself into a category. Like if you if you know for a set for a fact that you are genetically suited to another category, play to those strengths. There's no point like being like. Oh, I'm a big C bomb fan, so I'm gonna do classic. And your clavicles are like two centimeters, like, and you your your hips literally look like you know reverse hourglass, and you've got like a pear physique, like not Bung- bungalow waist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, d- just don't lie to yourself because you're just gonna look stupid on stage. Yeah. Like, there's there's no point, you know, being delusional and just being like, oh well, yeah, I I can just like do loads of lateral raises and it'll fix it. Because no, you mm-hmm. can't. It's not going to bring yeah. you your waist in. Um, Cal says, um, best core-based workout other than... Con- crun- whoa, whoa, Lily said a bad word there. <laughs> other than crunches, leg raises, and mountain climbers. Um, I Mountain I, climbers? Yeah, OG. Awful. OG exercise. That's like 30-second abs. Um, <laughs> I, I personally do... Um, I do I do side planks because I don't want to use any weights because I want to get a thick a thick chubby waist. Um, and then I do three sets. Do you believe that? Um, I I think I think if you're on gear, yes, I think I think you can probably add a a a, a decent amount of muscle mass that would affect your waist size. Not not extensively, but I do think yeah, maybe it could add like you know a few centimeters. Like if you really hammered it and progressively overloaded it. Um, Have you seen Ryan Terry? Yeah. See, this is yeah. Have you seen how he trains? Yeah. No, I know he's got he the best. Does. He's got he's got probably like the best midsection in bodybuilding, and he trains yeah. it like a psychopath, and he trains it progressively. I I was gonna say I heard his like routine, and I swear he does like an hour like just abs like every morning, like something ridiculously extensive. And yeah, like you said, he does genuinely have. The... So, the thing with midsection training is right. If you don't have a detailed midsection, mm. your waist looks bigger, mm. right? If you've got detail in your midsection, you've actually got muscular development, which is only going to come from getting stronger, overloading it. It can give the detail almost, I find, draws your eye in and it can make your waist look smaller versus if you've got a smooth midsection, it looks wider. You may actually have a small waist, but because it's smooth, it looks wider versus when you've got that detail, it just draws your eye in. 
in terms of like actually adding size to your midsection, oh, it, I feel like maybe, yeah, it maybe would add like an inch, but the, 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 the benefits that you'd gain from having that detail there greatly outweigh any increase in the actual size, because ultimately you're hundred percent going to get penalized for having shit abs. Um, you know, than what you would a very, very good, let's like Nick Walker, for instance, genuine bungalow waist, like huge, you know, I love this but, <laughs> but uh, Hugh, Hugh told me that one. Thank you very much. Yeah, Hugh. That's what that I've learned from him. Um, but he's got deep separated abs and people say like, yeah, like, you know, he's got a bigger waist, but he can pose it and his abs are so deep and separated. So it's like, I feel like don't overthink that 100% don't overthink that. Cause if you fall into the trap of not training your abs, not overloading them, you're just going to have to deal with not having a, a very detailed or good midsection. I do do rope crunches and I do do leg raises. I'm curious, mate, what do you do? Cause you, um, I, I'm pretty sure you like a, a big change in your, your physique from last year to this year was like ab development, correct? Yeah. From that's from training them heavy training what, them frequently. mate. So I don't have like, I don't have like a big waist. I don't have necessarily like the smallest waist in the world. I say it's just like kind of average. Um, so my go-tos are just, just simple. I don't, I don't like training abs. I hate training abs. It's boring. I do it. Yeah. And it hurts and it burns and it makes me feel sick. But yeah, like, so weighted uh, kneeling cable crunches, just because again, very like staple, like easy to overload and get stronger at. You connect really well with them as well. Um, leg raises, just hanging leg raises, um, always a very, very good one. Um, I do a lot of compound exercises. So just in terms of like deep core stabilizers, that's always going to help with that as well. Um, as well as that torso rotations is something that a lot of people don't do like weighted torso rotations. So it's either using an actual dedicated machine for that. Um, you know, that's going to help like kind of target like your obliques and your serratus and stuff like that. Um, so torso rotations, kneeling cable crunches, hanging leg raises. That's it, mate. Just, when, you do torso, when you do torso rotations, are you doing uh, are you doing that with weighted? So you're doing like wood choppers or like Russian twists or stuff like that, or so you can do like obviously like wood choppers, like holding a cable on like a cable yeah. stack machine. Um, you know, obviously setting it up properly. Um, but in my gym, for instance, they've got like a dedicated machine. So like you're holding onto uh, a machine like a chest pad holding onto it locking it in and then your feet are in so you're 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 kneeling into a a pad and then you turn the pad with like your your legs essentially and that does the exact same thing it replicates the same things and it's a pin stack so torso rotations on a machine or you can do them on a cable so that's just the three ones that i do you know it's just different kind of uh targeting different areas so cable crunch for instance is obviously going to do the abdominals but it's going to target primarily more of like the uh the top few abdominals whereas like a leg raise is going to work like the bottom of your midsection some of your hip flexors as well they are involved in that and then uh, obviously torso rotations is going to do kind of more of like the sides like the serratus and the obliques so i just keep it simple and i just focus on getting stronger and i just focus on staying consistent because i don't enjoy any other ab exercises yeah they're probably useful but i don't enjoy them so i don't do them because i wouldn't be consistent with them again it comes down to that enjoyability factor so yeah um i don't know what he said he does we're trying to answer his question aren't we I no, he, just said, he just said like best core based workout but like you said mate i just think covering all bases like all, like one one spinal flexion one uh hip extension and then something to cover your obliques as well so you're covering rotation your yeah exactly yeah yeah and like basically just find again find versions of those exercises there's no best one there's no best training split there's one no best anything you can adhere to 
and you're gonna nail it for like a couple years you know and just get stronger at it get better at it and then you'll be fine hmm. all right cool um i think that's a good place to uh wrap it up mate i think we've been going for like an hour, an hour and ten bloody okay time has flown by how long are your podcasts usually um i want to say they average about like 50 minutes to an hour so you know you 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 do have one of the longer episodes mate because we've been there we go absolutely waffling no not waffling because that makes it sound like we've been just chatting shit we've been giving good information to the people um, well i should hope mate i should hope someone's yeah. at least got a one one sentence out there where it's resonated with them I yeah something something with the clicks mate um <laughs> Right. If you if you're watching on YouTube, um, Spotify, make sure you're tagging us in your stories. Um, make sure you're liking on platforms. If you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please wrap wrap. Please rate the podcast five stars. It really does help. Make sure you're following uh Tom on socials. Tom, what are your socials? Tom Stockton with two N's. So super super simple. And then uh. If you want to check out the board shorts and banter podcast, you can always do that as well. Because uh, uh, man, you can't plug your podcast on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, I'm yeah. And if you're if you're if you're a young lad out there and you're feeling a little bit lost and you're looking for guidance or a coach, then uh, go to Lou because he yeah, genuinely that, does know his shit. Right. And um he's 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 been up and down and he's actually nailing his process and uh, he can teach genuinely, genuinely teach you a lot. So hit him up. Fantastic. Thank you very much, mate. Um, likewise, Tom isn't a shit coach. Go to him. He's very helpful. Um, go to Lou. <laughs> yeah. All right. God's fine. Go. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. Thank you, people. Tune in next time. And we're, yeah, we'll see you next week. Peace. Catch you later.